Well, hi, folks. This is James Kennison. This is the Gospel of Kennison, my personal audio journal, episode 181, brought to you the week of July 10th, 2023. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'd like to start by apologizing for not regularly updating the the show um today's been the first day i've been able to sit in front of a microphone for at least three months um i know (laughs) that last episode i talked about all the positives of uh being fired from my job and all those things were true all of them were true but there was a downside too, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Being fired is no fun. You end up blaming yourself. Um, plus, I got daddy issues, and I've never been able to impress a man, you know, in a fatherly place. So, what I do, and I think anybody that's in my situation can relate, is when you don't have a father's approval, you look for it in other places, especially for men in your life. And stupidly, I was looking for approval. It's hard to admit this, but I was looking for approval from my manager. And I thought I had it until I didn't. And that's probably why I reacted the way I did that. And I was going through a strong anxiety, you know, uh, day or two there. But anyway, um, ultimately I'm, I'm glad I'm not there. I hate not working. I've been looking for another job. Uh, I've interviewed for a couple and they just haven't, they haven't worked out. They haven't been a good fit, a good match. I will say this though. Uh, while I was searching up popped the same company looking for two new people. So I contacted my old, uh, co-worker and he says yo yeah he says the new person that replaced you quit two months you know after they started and he says and i'm quitting to go learn how to be a coder which he had been talking about you know the whole time i was there too and it and it you know it shouldn't make me happy but (laughs) it's just a faceless company so i'm kind of thrilled all right because the job is a, a bait and switch you know, they, they tell you they want a, 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 a graphic designer and, um, that's the, that's the smallest bit of the job. The biggest part of the job is knowing all the fabrics and decorations and the things you can and can't do in what factory and a hundred million details that I learned and that I hate that I can't use <laughs> anymore because I'm telling you, I see a hat on anybody and I'm breaking it down. I'm like, Oh, that's a six panel, low profile, unstructured pre-curve visor with, uh, across the back seam stitching, um, front applique with, uh, <laughs> uh, screen print. And, uh, you know, uh, it's probably hundred percent cotton or polyester with a trucker mesh cap or back. And, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a snap closure, I, I still have these skills <laughs> and they're useless 
They don't transfer at all to another company. I, I did try. Um, there, there's a uniform design company here in St. Louis. And I, I put in for a job there, but they didn't, they didn't respond. And that was similar, you know, designing uniforms for sports teams and stuff for kids. It, it would have been a good match. I think, you know, things would have transferred, but I didn't hear from them. So what I'm finding is a lot of graphic design jobs to weed through all the chaff people are putting down that they want a bachelor's degree uh, for their person. So that throws me out right there. Uh, I don't, I don't have enough college to, to have a bachelor's degree. So it, it's irritating because I think a good portfolio and a good, uh, CV should be enough. Um, but judging recently that by a company that posted, uh, she, she, uh, she's a cupcake uh, and bar owner and they want a part-time graphic designer and she wasn't real specific and she got inundated with over 300 applications from people from all over the world. And, uh, she reposted and said, look, I'm not looking for somebody, uh, outside of St. Louis and you need to include a portfolio. And so I, I understand why people would put, you know, they need a degree, uh, or equivalent experience or something like that. But, um, because it weeds out, you know, like I said, the chaff, but, uh, you know, now my application is drowned out you know, from, from being seen by hundreds of others and stuff like that. So whatever, um, what's been going on in my life? Well, I've been miserable, uh, for about three months and, um, I'll be honest. One of the, one of the most miserable things lately has been the inability to podcast. Um, I've said it before, you know, you, you gotta be in a certain mood to get on that story show and, uh, and you have to have levity. You have to have a, a good sense of humor. You have to have a good mood going on. And maybe if I was more professional, I could do it without the mood, but I, I can't when you're depressed, all you feel in life is all the dark things, the, the stresses, because there are stresses involved with podcasting because without the good feelings, when you, when you take all the good stuff away, that makes it all worth it. You're just left with all of the, the questions that are in the back of your mind all the time. Um, like, are people going to like it? Is it, uh, it's a lot of work. You got to make show notes. You have to go through all the stories. What if they're no good? What if people get mad at you not for not putting theirs on? Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's just, it's too much. And plus the simple fact that I just don't have the energy to do it when I don't have the energy to do it. If I can't even do GOK and, and I feel so bad, I can't stink and just hit record and start talking because I'm so ashamed of how I feel and how I've let, you know, the, the show go, how would I ever do, you know, that story show. So even today I woke up and had just, pressure in my chest. It's not quite pain. I've, I've had, I've had the anxiety pain, um, about two weeks ago for four days straight. It's just a pain in my chest. that feels like, like a weight sitting on it, except it's like 
from the inside, like a balloon being blown up. And, and it just, it feels like my heart is, is being squeezed by a fit, a strong fist. And, uh, from what I read, it actually does damage your heart, which is terrible isn't it. But I, you know, I can't control how I feel, but today it tried to start. And like I said, even now I feel it barely, but I got up and I did a couple of chores and I just fought against it because I had the energy today. And it's the first time I've gotten up before noon in about three months. And so it, it, I don't know. I've always had this thing. I say that when I can, I do so that when I can't, it's hopefully not as big a deal. And today I could, so I got up and I did. And, uh, you know, it's my wife's birthday today. And I got her flowers and I'm like, I should go out and get them. But I'm like, I know I won't do that. So I went ahead and got them delivered and I almost didn't do it because I'm like, it's ridiculous. Just forget the whole thing. Cause you should go get them. You loser. I'm like, but I won't go get them. So thanks to my supporters on Patreon, I spent pay, I spent show money and, uh, paid, you know, the money for the delivery. And so now my wife will be, um, surprised, very surprised. I've never gotten her flowers before. She's never asked for them. She's never indicated that she was into them. Um, but she happened to mention it yesterday. She's like, Oh, you could just get me, you know, flowers from the grocery store. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to get flowers from FTD.com or whatever. So, so that's what we did. And so thank you supporters. Cause, um, I, I have my own money, you know, it's the save the James fund is what I call it. And I get to do stuff like that. Uh, what else has been going on uh, besides horrible depression? Um, we went to Mexico for six days, and that was fun. We took the kids. Um, the first time they'd been out of the country, and it was fantastic. Um, I I get stressed about travel, and trying to get into Mexico and out of Mexico is, to me, the, some some of the most stressful travel experiences that you could ever have um it you know it just i don't know it just is i hate airports i hate going through security i hate checking bags i hate tagging bags i hate waiting for airplanes i hate the scramble to get on the airplane to find the right seat um i don't mind the flight i don't mind waiting to get off the airplane because that's stress-free but all of that stuff that i mentioned is just blah you know, and you're like, well, James, we're not that different. I hate that stuff too. Yeah. But depression takes normal, bad feelings and compounds them exponentially. And then you add that you're going out of the country and you got passports and, you know, and uh, immigration and, and, or whatever they customs, customs, uh, that you have to go through and you don't know what is a, uh, you know, when they mention that you need to pay this tax or that tax, you're like, I don't know which ones are, are real and which ones are just, you know, they're trying to scam you. Um, so, you know, and trying to find our, our shuttle and, and everything like that. So anyway, this was, um, this was a big deal. We, we kind of counted it as our, uh, vacation slash 27th anniversary trip. 
And plus, it's it's our last big family vacation before Jenna goes to college, which is like in four and a half weeks, which is insane. That's the other thing that happened, I guess, in the last three months is my kids, one of them graduated from ninth grade, the other one from 12th grade. Jenna is now 18 and uh, free as a bird, man. She's she's going to college uh, and, and she's looking at... Uh, going in for business as a ma- as her major um she's kind of thinking about becoming a an accountant or or something like that she doesn't know but i i think she's crazy because <laughs> that girl has not sat still since the day she well before she was born she never sat still either but uh that, you know i can't imagine her <laughs> sitting at a desk all day doing what my wife does but um yeah, so so we you know we had that, and I'm gonna tell you on the trip, I was doing good. I was doing good. It was right before the trip that I was having the anxiety attacks, um, panic attacks, whatever you want to call them. But once we got there, it was like all the pressure was off. You know, there were no chores to do. There was no lawn that was being ignored. There was no podcasting that I could possibly do that I couldn't do or wouldn't do. It was freedom. Freedom, except for the one day that we were doing the excursions um, that we had set up. And basically what it was is we were going to cenotes, which are fancy Spanish word for springs that are in the ground and have caves around them. Okay, so if you're from Florida and you're familiar with the springs, our springs are just like on the surface and you just go in and it's clear water and it's cold as crap. Uh, theirs are down in the ground, like, but like to the tune of a hundred feet down, like 200 feet down. And there's cavern walls all the way around. Like, like it used to be a cave and then it caved in. And, uh, so we, we went to those, uh, we did a zip line and we went to two cenotes and, and then we did, uh, ATV driving between the cenotes. So, uh, it was a whole thing and, and they fed us lunch and, uh, but the night before, I don't know why it, it, there's no rhyme or reason to it, but I was so stressed about it that I had to leave the room and I went out to the sofa and I just cried. I was so stressed and so anxious that I was going to ruin the day that it was going to be t- too much for me to handle that. The kids were going to remember me as a loser. Cause I wasn't want to going to want to get in the water. I wasn't going to want to do the zip lines. I wasn't going to want to, uh, any of it, you know, and that I would just be a drag. But then I kind of, after I got my cries out, um, I felt a little better and I kind of just talked myself out of it. I said, you know, you always get upset about things and you don't know what it's going to be like. And, uh, you know, just, just, uh, you know, you know, your depression exaggerates everything. So just go, go sleep. Quit worrying about it. And I didn't completely quit worrying about it, but I was able to go to sleep and I hate getting that dark man. When I cry, it is, it's, you know, I'm bad off and it hurts. It hurts. It's painful. Uh, and it's embarrassing. And that's why I go off by myself. And I feel so pitiful, so stupid. You know, men aren't supposed to cry. That's that's what we're told. So boys don't cry. But uh, 
Yeah. Anyway, I made it through that day and it was actually kind of fun. I never did get in the water, but I went down. The first cenote was really cool um, because it was just, uh, it was more of a cave with a couple of holes to the sky and people were jumping down through the hole about a hundred feet down in the water. No way. So I took the stairs down and I sat on a dock uh, and it was like this cave, like I said, with a couple of uh, skylights, you know, just natural up to the surface skylights and there were bats little bats flying around in the cave part and my wife was like those are bats those are birds i'm like no they're bats birds don't land upside down and she's like ah so that was kind of fun and uh and and you know we went to uh, i didn't do zip line because i'm i'm over the weight and and bless the mexican's heart I, the rules are a little looser in Mexico. They're like, oh, don't worry about the maximum uh, weight. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's you saying it at 180 pounds. I'm 280. You know, I'm not I'm not getting on that thing. And um, so I didn't do any zipline stuff because they had ziplines over the second spring. And um, my wife did everything. Jen and, Jenna and Jay did everything. But I, I just watched. And I had a great time. And on the ATVs, I was cutting up. I even got in trouble because <laughs> I was, it was, there were mud pits. And I, when I'd get in them, I'd like use my weight to shift the whole back end around and kind of splatter. And it only hit me. So I was very muddy at the end of it. But um, they, I, I kind of got out of line and went as fast as I could and passed a couple people and they had told us not to do that. And I kind of thought it was maybe just a suggestion, not a rule, but they stopped the entire um, train of us and got onto me. <laughs> and I've told you guys, you know me, um, I obey the rules. Why? Not because I'm good, but because I always get busted. And sure enough, I did got in trouble with the Mexican guys and, uh, yeah, they don't play. You don't <laughs> take off a Mexican. Okay. It's just not a good idea. Uh, lovely people though. Lovely place. Where did, where'd you go, James? Okay. We went to Porta Morales. You can look it up on Google maps. It's, it's down a ways. Um, it's a great little town. It's outside Cancun. Um, so while all the, all the other people went to Cancun and spent a ton of money, we went to a small town uh, outside of Cancun, Puerto Morales, it has little restaurants and little places to stay. And we did an Airbnb and uh, it was nice. And everything's so cheap. Everything's so cheap because you're not around the resorts, you know. And uh, it's a great way to go to Mexico and, and almost spend almost nothing. And we had breakfast in, in our, you know, our uh, condo, I guess. And then uh, would walk down to lunch and dinner every day. And, uh, it was great. It was great. Uh, the only thing was Jenna, our daughter is bad. Okay. She's bad. She's always been bad. You guys that listen to podcast kid. No, she's had badness in her from the, from the beginning. You know, she's always been bad. And she was thrilled to find out that the drinking age in Mexico was 18. And I'm like, I don't care what the freak it is. It's 21 for you. And so it made me a little, you know, a little uh, grouchy that she was like ready to try alcohol so soon in her life. But I have to chalk it up mostly. Not that she wants to be a freaking uh, alcoholic like her, like her grandfather, my 
step, my real dad, uh, but that she wants to be grown. And she's always wanted to be grown. She wants to read. Then she wanted to to uh, get braces. And then she wanted to get them off. And then she wanted to drive. And then she wanted to graduate. And then she wants to go to college. And then she wants to do all these things to to feel big, to feel grown. And that's her spirit. That's where she's at. You know, I do this all by myself. That's what she's been saying since she was a baby. Um, so then anyway, she didn't, she got a virgin pina colada and we called it good. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know what the difference is between a virgin and a not other than the fact that there's no alcohol. So I don't know what it, if it enhances the flavor at all. I've had a virgin pina colada and I was very satisfied with that. So, um, that's what the kids got. And so that was, that was that. Uh, so my wife's birthday is today and she is, uh, 24 and she's she's looking great. She looks so great. We went on a date. Uh, what was it? Thursday? No, Wednesday. Today is Monday. So no, we went Saturday night. Saturday night, the eighth, and we celebrated our twenty seventh anniversary a little late because uh, our anniversary is on June twenty second. But we we. We waited because of the vacation and um, the weather. The weather was bad. She didn't want to go out in a dress and heels in in the weather. So, you know, that's the great thing about being old is you can postpone it whenever you want and celebrate when you want. You don't have to do it on your birthday. You don't have to do it on the day. I think it's a sign of maturity, you know, and, and all that. So, anyway, we went uh, to Bristol Seafood. It's our favorite, favorite fancy place. We only go on anniversaries and um it was good it was good i got grouper and um that was about it that's about as all there is to to know about that uh we felt fancy and 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 the, around us are all these old people you know in suits and stuff and they're having their wine and they're having their you know expensive dinners and they're spending hundreds of dollars probably on this meal and, and she's like, did you notice how many old people there are? I'm like, yeah, this is the place to come. Uh, apparently, this is where you go when you don't want to be bothered by youngsters. And uh, this is rich people. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're weeding out the, the, the riffraff, you know, and eating with other famous or other rich people. And, uh, and she's like, uh, so what are we doing here? <laughs> I said, I know if they knew that I grew up in a trailer you know, which was actually three trailers strung together. Um, <laughs> they probably wouldn't let me eat here. And uh, Jen, Jen came up poor as well. Uh, they always had a house because the grandparents gave them one, um, but they never had heat or hot water. So, you know, and food was always uh, a question mark. So anyway, neither one of us belong there, but we just had a blast uh, acting like we did. So it was good. And Jen was beautiful and I uh, had this lovely dress on and just looked like a million bucks. And, um, you know, she may be getting closer and closer to 50, uh, but you couldn't tell. I can't see it, man. She looks better to me now than she did when she was 16. And that's the truth. That's the truth because she was way too skinny when she was 16. <laughs> she was, she's like one of our kids. Our kids are really skinny, really skinny, especially Jay. 
he takes after the the his his mom's side of the family. Um, but they're both really thin, and I kind of blame myself because I'm so fat. I think they they inherited my rebellion. Like I had an alcoholic dad and a you know a mom that wasn't great, so um, I rebelled against that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna stay married. I'm gonna raise my kids right. I'm not going to do drugs or alcohol or cigarettes and, and all this kind of stuff. And I think, I think Jay's thing is I'm not going to be fat like my dad. <laughs> so, you know, if I can be an example, even a bad example, uh, I'm glad I'm there for him to help him, you know, cause he runs and he bikes. Matter of fact, I gave him my old bicycle that I've had. It's like brand new. I, I used it in Florida for a bit. Um, I remember talking about it on the podcast back then, but Anyway, it's like a brand new bicycle and he gets to ride it around. Uh, speaking of birthdays, my birthday's coming up uh, August 8th, 8873. And uh, I am excited uh, because I actually know what I want this year. I, I'm, I'm famously hard to buy for, that's what my wife says. And it's mostly because of the podcast. The podcast. Um, money that, that I make, I'm able to set aside and use it not only for podcast emergencies, which is always the priority, but I can, I, it's money I make doing my hobby and Jen's always let me keep it aside. And so when I want a new piece of technology or a video game or whatever, I can get it without being a burden on the family. And so I pretty much have... <laughs> you know, what I, what I want, which isn't a big list of anything. It's not like I have ATVs and boats and RVs and, you know, my dream car, a VW bug, uh, would be nice, but I, I can buy a video game when I want it and all that. And so, you know, when it comes to birthdays, I don't really have a list, but I, but I really thought about it and I wanted, there, there's, there's this band that I follow called walk off the earth and you would do yourself well to, to go to their YouTube page. I've been following them since they were doing Gregory brothers or Shmo Yoho covers and, um, just watching them grow and change and go through tragedy and victory and marriage and having children and, and all this. And I don't know how famous they are. I think they're, they're, like I said, internet famous, but they are opening for Lindsay Sterling, who most people know is the dancing violin lady from YouTube. And they're coming to St. Louis on August 14th. And uh, I just decided I wanted to go and I wanted to share it with my family. I, I'm i uh, terrible in that way that I, whenever I like something, I want to share it. With, I love sharing stuff with you guys and I love sharing uh, stuff with my family. They might not love it as much as I do, but I still want them there and I want them to experience stuff. And, and I am, I, I've noticed that you cannot love a band, but if you go see them, it'll change you. It'll change you. I was that way with squad five. Oh, they were just a, like a punk screamo type band. And then I went and saw them and the energy and the, Oh, it just, I was a huge fan after that. So, um, but anyway, what really sold me on it is they have a son who uh, is five years old and he, they've released a song recently and they have a version where he sings lead and he's just so good. And I found out that the kids are on tour too. 
and they get on the stage and sing the song. And I was like, okay, freaking, I got to go. I have to go now. And so I got on and I did my homework and I found really good cheap price tickets. And we're going to be like in the fourth row, right in the center. And, um, so it's, it's going to, uh, Jenna said she would go. Jay said he would go. Jen of course would go and I'm going to go. And then I have one more ticket. And, um, cause I accidentally was buying five for some stupid reason. And so I'm going to try to get Jenna to bring her boyfriend. By the way, Jenna has a boyfriend. His name is Greg and he's pretty awesome. I got to say he's pretty awesome. His dad's a firefighter. So he's like a hero guy. His mom seems cool. He's got little brothers and sisters. He's a good Catholic kid. Um, and I, you know, I don't know who I would have picked for Jenna, but it would have been someone a little bit, you know, pretty much like Greg. So, uh, one of the downsides for a, for a father is that he's going to the same college as her, not intentionally. It just happened to be that way. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I think it's great for him. <laughs> it's great for him, but is, you know, the dad in you, they're just like, Oh no, you know, but, uh, I, he, he's a gamer. He's a gamer. He's not a hardcore gamer. He's not a PC gamer. He's not a real gamer, but, uh, no, I mean, the more I hang around him, which hasn't been much, but, uh, I don't know. You can tell, um, when somebody, when, when it's a good relationship, when it brings the best out in both parts of, of, of that relationship, both people. And right now, anyway, things seem good, but I, I can always already imagine myself, you know, let's say they have a tiff or whatever and they break up. I'm going to be the one in the movie from the movies, the, the parent that's like, Oh, I really liked Greg, you know? <laughs> so, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So Jenna has a boyfriend. Jay has a social life. He's 15. Um, he's got his learner's permit and, uh, he's driving all over everywhere. He drives, he drives very well. Thanks to his sister. I'm sure. I've talked about that business on a previous podcast that she let him drive ahead of his time. But, uh, we've, we've got a phrase for our kids. My wife uses it. She says, our kids are lawless and it comes from being raised in the city, man. Nobody has, uh, registered plates. <laughs> you know, it's, it, uh, the, the cops never pull anybody over for speeding or running red lights or traffic lights. So there's this spirit of lawlessness on the road. And, and, uh, I, I think that's part of it. The rest of it was just my daughter's awesome and wanted to let my, my son drive, you know, but I, and eh, whatever. Um, but he's, he's legitimately driving now and he has a social life, uh, because he has friends that are like a year older than him and they drive and he goes to the zoo with them or to the theme park with them. Um, today he was going to a school to, to do a, uh, to help with a, 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 a week long baking camp. Does that boy know anything about baking? No, no, he doesn't. But is he going to do it? Yes. And this is great because I've, I think I've said in the past that, that for like a summer and a year, all the boy did was homework and video games. And I was worried about him and 
He always surprises me because he is, uh, he's doing great. He's, he's out of the house. He's in the house. He's, he's just the right amount of busy, uh, to where we don't have to reel him in like we did with Chenna. Uh, speaking of Jay, he's recently received a benefit that I never thought I would do is he has his computer moved from the basement next to my office up to his room. And when he first asked, I said, no, I said, but then let me think about it. And so I did. And I asked myself, what was the reasons? Well, you know, porn, I don't want him to be able to look at porn. Well, you can't keep him from it. Uh, because it's going to come get him somewhere. I said, yeah, but I can do my part. And so I, I said, I told him that I'm like, I don't want you, I don't want it up there because of porn. But if you'll, if, if we can agree that I can lock you down with, uh, uh, some software, then, then we'll do it. And his motivation is gaming. He wants to be up there in his room. He loves his room. It's set up like a little Ikea room, you know, that you see the sample rooms and, uh, he's got so much used Ikea furniture and he has a couch up there, uh, left over from one of our downstairs rooms. And, uh, and he just thought it would look awesome. So we went up there, we rearranged everything. We moved everything. And I locked it down with a piece of software called canopy. They're not sponsored. Um, I don't know that I would suggest them yet because they also block stuff that I don't think should be blocked like video games. Um, it's not even, they're not even supposed to mess with video games, but they, they blocked the online versions. I guess, I don't know. It's like an accident, a hiccup with the system. All I have to do is call and tell them and they fix it. But anyway, so I put it on his phone and I put it on his computer and that was the compromise is you can have it up there, but we're going to lock it down. And so he's happy. I'm happy. Everybody's happy. And if he, if, if I catch him doing something he's not supposed to, I have something I can take away. You know, I have something I can take away. So that's, that's a good thing. And he's responsible. And one thing my kids have known about me, um, since they were young is, uh, you know, that, that we can give them a lot of leeway when they're responsible and when they're thankful and they are, uh, Speaking of, of relationships and my daughter, which we weren't, um, Jenna has like completely changed. Uh, I, I think I've talked about that things have been weird between us since she turned 16 and I don't know why one day I'll probably will, but I don't give a crap because things are back and she talks to me and she asks me questions. And when she bakes something, she makes sure I get one and you know, she just puts, has put me back into her life and I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe she's grown up. Maybe she's gotten over whatever it was. I thought it was me, of course, being depressed dad. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Good stuff is happening in spite of my stupid depression that keeps me from podcasting. So, uh, the concert is going to be great. I'm very excited about that. I'm also going to ask, for um john wick movies so um on voodoo vudu.com you can you know own digital copies of movies and uh i want the john wick series i already own the first one um but the second and third are 14.99 each and the fourth one is 19.99 
And so I think that's a small thing to ask. So I'm easy to buy for this year. I got a concert and um, I want some, some movies. So I'm being a good person. Uh, my wife today on her birthday is getting a, uh, a little party with all our friends and we're going to a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant. And uh, it's pretty stress-free for me. All I got to do is be ready. And there's parking at the place. And so that's going to be good. And I got her a fanny pack <laughs> for running. That's all she wanted. You know, also got her a massage and a facial. So there's that. But uh yeah. Anyway, she's happy. I'm happy about that. And hopefully uh, I'll be back to podcasting soon. I, I, that is the goal. That is the goal. It's always the goal. The goal is to do four episodes a month. Um, I felt really bad still taking Patreon money um, and not putting out shows. But people are happy to give, and who am I to say no? What I've been doing <clears throat> is trying to bless people with this money. Um, because on the show, we usually do $50 a week, you know, that we give away to a, 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 a listener or a story submitter that we, you know, deem to be the funniest or whatever. And so, um, in the spirit of that, I've been tipping occasionally to the right people, um, big tips. And so for instance, the other week, David, my buddy, David and I went out to dinner or lunch and, um, I bought him lunch and then he told the story to the waitress about how he gave, he found a hundred dollar bill randomly. And so he determined in his heart that he would then give that away since, especially since it didn't cost him anything. And so he was in line at a, he always shops in the inner city. And so he was in line and the lady in front of him had a few items and he was like, Oh, what? You know, commented on them. And she's like, yeah, I'm buying for my own birthday. It's my own birthday. Celebrating my own birthday by myself. And he's like, Oh, well here, let me, let me give you something as a present. And he's telling the server this and he gave her the hundred dollars and she put it in her wallet, didn't look at it. And, uh, he talked about how he wished she had, <laughs> you know, but he, he thought it was great that later she'll see it and, you know, freak out or whatever. Uh, and, and, and I'm sitting there thinking, David, why are you telling this story to this lady that works for tips? You know, this restaurant is empty. She's not going to make anything today. So I, uh, I tipped her a hundred dollars and, and then I got out of there as quick as I could but she chased me down in the parking lot and gave me a big hug. You just made my day. Oh my gosh. And I was like, Oh, well I, I said, I couldn't uh, let you hear that story. He told and not hook you up. <laughs> She's like, So it was that. And then, um, then we went to a Thai restaurant and um, you know, th they work really hard. They're great folks. And our waitress was super cute and very attentive. And I, when I say super cute, I mean, she reminded me of my daughter and just that energy and that passion to, to, to do a good job. 
And so I was like, I, I threw a, a $50 tip down and I'm going to do that and, and bless people. And it actually, uh, feels so good and, that I want to share that. So when, um, that story show comes back up, I'm going to make it available to the winners. Uh, it, it'll be off the books. Of course they, the winner will know, but I won't put them on the spot, but I will, I will just make it optional. Do you want to, you want me to send you the $50 or do you want me to donate the $50 to um, somebody in need? And, and we'll, we'll just do that. Well, whether it's a server or a person that comes up to me on the street, uh, which happens more than you would think in St. Louis uh, to be able to have uh, cash on hand to give them and to bless them um, would, would be awesome. And, and, because I, I know a while back I said we were going to help somebody get their site back. I've tried everything in my power to find someone um, that needs what, what we wanted to do, which was give them cataract surgery. And um, I even went to the national office in California and I spoke with a lady and she cried when I told her. Uh, what we wanted to do for somebody. She thought it was so touching. She was going to tell her mom and all this. And she contacted me one more time and said they were still looking. And then she just dropped off the face of the earth. And what I've come to find out is pretty much if you need cataract surgery in America, um, there is a, there's a system in place where you can get it. You can get it. There, there are not a lot of people in need that I know of that I could find. Um, I had several, several lines out and none of them panned out. So, it's not for lack of wanting to, it's lack of need. So I figured, you know what, let's, let's just put, let's, let's find a, a, a way to bless people, uh, where they live. And, um, I know servers, I don't do it for every server. Like when we went to the fancy restaurant, I ain't hooking him up. That dude gets hooked up all day. Um, but if we go to a place that's, that's, uh, less than wonderful to their staff, we're, we're going to bless them and hook them up. And what I will do is I will make a list that I will make available online uh, with a link somewhere from somewhere to, to let, you know, so people can kind of track what we've given so far. So, so far it's been $150 and uh, I owe a lot more uh, for three months of podcasts, but um, it's a blessing for folks. And I, I, I want to do that like, like a few years ago, I went to, we, we went out on Christmas to, uh, Cracker Barrel, which is insane that they were open, but they were. And, uh, I don't know. I just felt, uh, led to thank our waitress specifically. I said, thank you for working on Christmas, you know, cause it made a, it was, it, it meant so much to us that we were able to just go out and have a meal together without all the prep and blah, blah, blah. Cause it was just, it was just that kind of Christmas. It was good. Um, and, but we needed to keep it simple. And so we went out and she said, you know what? You're the, thank you so much. You're the first person that has said anything like that today. And I'm like, wow, wow. So, you know, in the future, I would love to back that up with, with some cash, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so support the show and you'll be supporting people like that. And then, you know, obviously if you have a few extra bucks, round it up, you know, round up that, that tip. Um, 
And and when you when when you find money like David did, give it away. You know, good idea, right? If you can. Well, I've talked myself tired today. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you so much for your continued support. Thank you for all the emails that you've sent checking in on me. I know I haven't responded to nearly any of them, but I'm telling you what I what I feel when I read them is shame. Um, and that shows you how jacked up depression is. That's not what you guys intended. That's not what was conveyed, you know, that you should feel bad for not entertaining my ears. You know, that's not how I take it at all. But when I read, you know, how are you doing? Are you okay? All I, my depression says they shouldn't have to send these kind of stuff. Cause you should be podcasting. You're depressed and that makes you less than, and you shouldn't ever have to put these people in a situation where they should have to send out sympathy emails for you. You're just pathetic, you know? And, um, so I can't respond because <laughs> I, I feel like absolute crap. You know, I feel like I've let people down and, um, I know you guys, you're supportive. You, you love me for whatever reason. And that means the world, but that just shows you how jacked up depression is. It turns everything that is positive into a negative. And, uh, yeah, I've, I'll just throw in some tidbits here at the end. Cause I'm about to go, uh, I've gained all my weight back from last year. Um, Oh, not nearly all of it. I'm like at 280. And I was at three thirteen, so I, I'm not gonna get above three. But for some reason, I don't know if it's medication changes or lifestyle changes or whatever. But I have, ever since losing the job, I have I have just fallen apart, and uh, it's been rough. It's been rough because I feel like a loser. Um, it was a really good job. It really was that if I could do that job for anybody else, I would do it. Uh, but the manager was just terrible. Just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Just pushed every button I had messed up, you know, every, every childhood daddy issue that I had, uh, never could make him happy. Never could do a good enough job. Worked my butt off trying to impress him. And it, it just, overly negative dude, you know, just ne never had a good thing to say. So anyway, I love you guys and thank you for listening. And, um, I hope to be back to normal soon. Appreciate you. Talk to you later. Bye.